may have heard that a psychedelic ceremony provides healing and epic transformation like a decade's worth of talk therapy. What you may not have heard is that it's not the ceremony itself that radically changes your life. It's the integration of the experience. Psychedelic integration leverages the breakthroughs, insights, and clarity from ceremony towards deep healing, supreme ownership of your authentic self, and an opportunity to not just create the reality of your dreams and live on purpose, but to help others do the same. I'm Cherie Godesai, your rebel psychedelic therapist, a pioneering integration coach, and a consciousness activator. I'm also a woman with humble roots that completely transformed her life through psychedelic integration. I help people like us create our most epic and psyched lifestyle and a better world through integrating plant medicine and psychedelic experiences. Tune into today's episode to turn your day into an epic ceremony. This is the Psyched Soul Podcast. Today's topic is all about using psychedelics in a time of crisis. Uh, So obviously, you know, we are a new era. Some people may call it a paradigm shift. This is definitely feels like a collective uprising. And we are literally witnessing polarization of of communities, of the people, of opinions, of values. Uh, Polarization or splitting or fragmentation is literally the opposite of integration which in our world, in our psychedelic therapy world, we typically interpret it as a return to wholeness or rather an embodiment of wholeness of everything that we are and embodying it in our human form. And if we are currently going through some type of a historic spiritual awakening, is this the right time to use psychedelics? Now, I'm obviously using the term psychedelics as the all-encompassing term for what we term as entheogens, manifestors of the soul, manifestors of God, manifestors of the psyche, uh, and of course, plant medicines, uh, synthetics, naturals. This is all included today under the one term that I will use, just an FYI. And so should we use psychedelics? And why or why not? And if so, how can we ensure that the experience remains rooted in safety in mindfulness and, of course, of supportive benefit, not just, well, first and foremost, to our own well-being, because the only thing that we can really change at the end of the day is ourselves. And before we change the world, we change ourselves. So is it in our benefit? Is it in our community's benefit? And overall, will it be beneficial to the collective human experience and our evolution as a species and as part of this ecosystem of the planet? I want to get started with just a quick very quick centering. Uh, Maybe you can join me if you feel comfortable doing so. Just taking a few collective breaths. First and foremost, acknowledging your experience in this very moment, wherever you are, located physically, emotionally, cognitively, spiritually. Just call in all, all the different pieces of you. Bring them here to this very moment. And acknowledge that somewhere in another reality, people are having a very different experience, very 
vastly, incredibly different existence at this very moment. And we're just here to hold the existence of these multiple realities, be aware of them, have compassion to them, acknowledge them, minding our own judgments and narratives, and just holding them in your field as a universal truth and learn to coexist with these multiple, multiple realities. And when you're ready to do so, you can join us. This is based essentially the uh, the idea of psychedelic integration is to acknowledge of the multiple existence of realities, not just in the human experience, accept them as they are and accept them as universal truth and hold them in your field. And today we are exploring considerations for using psychedelics during a time of global crisis. Disclaimer, of course, everything that uh, we discuss here in our on our calls, Nectar's calls, myself, anyone in the organization, the Nectar organization, you know, we're doing everything we're doing to share harm reduction tools for educational purposes. We're not in any way, shape or form encouraging anyone to partake in any illicit activities with illicit substances. Uh, please do your due diligence in uh, your jurisdiction area. Also, please be mindful since this call, well, not just, but also since this call is recorded, uh, please do not use this platform or any of Nectar's platforms to uh, connect yourself with any illegal, illicit activity, substances, medicine facilitators, etc. Thank you for respecting our space. So, you know, there are many discussions floating on this topic right now, as we know, okay? People right now at this time, we are contending as a humanity individually and collectively, we're contending with really deep spiritual issues at the moment for obvious reasons. And the, one of the obvious things that is happening right now, I'm going to name it. There is a huge conflict happening, not just there, but as right now it seems like the news are solely focused on the conflict in the Middle East. Of course, there are many other conflicts in the world, many injustices happening globally right now. Uh, but it seems like the, the conflict in the Middle East particularly has sparked some type of dialogue, if we can call it that, but some type of a spark about spiritual issues, morals, ethics, values. It's really putting us in conversation with who we are, with what we stand for, what we believe in, what we want to advocate for, and also at what cost. A lot of us are being really called for deep reflection of, again, of who we are. We are dealing with core human issues of security, of safety, uh, of course, the ideas of justice, war and peace, issues of survival. And naturally, you know, of course, when issues of survival become real for us, there are um, mental health implications. Of course, a lot of people right now are dealing directly and indirectly dealing with shock, with sadness, with anxiety, fear, of course, grief, panic post-traumatic stress disorder, you may feel that your mind has been hijacked. Of course, you know, specifically with this conflict there, are, you know, you can't literally turn social media or any news outlet without some type of a visual representation of terror situations, terror scenes, 
really triggering scenes that we are witnessing these days. And a lot of people are feeling a connection with the work right now. They want to approach the work. They feel like there's an awakening on a global scale. It feels like we're in a collective ceremony of some sort. There's a lot of external stimuli. There's an overload of information. We are trying to practice discernment between what is fake, what is real. It seems like we are being tested in our ability to remain centered and again, using our discernment and hold that word because it's such a key point in psychedelic therapy. So again, many people are asking questions. Obviously, you know, this has a lot to do with the issue of concept of healing, with the triggers of trauma. Again, when there are issues of, of safety, we immediately think of our, our well-being, our family's well-being, our workplaces, our finances. There's just a lot of uncertainty in the air. We're looking to get more clarity and find peace amidst these troubling times. So really we are, you know, when we go through a time of crisis, which is really a peak experience, we're going through a peak transformational experience as a humanity. We are witnessing suffering and violence in ways that uh, maybe we have not witnessed before. We are being asked to open our hearts uh, to all people and remain rooted in love. And a lot of us are asking, how can we also show up and serve? How can we hold space for this? How can I be more compassionate? How can I serve the cause that I believe in? And we, we're holding prayer. Maybe we're envisioning new realities. And by the way, maybe, um, you know, for some people, you know, maybe what I'm saying is completely irrelevant. But, you know, since you all are on this call, I'm guessing that uh, there is interest in understanding the situation and, and more importantly for each and every single one of us, how can we move forward and come to a place of peace again within ourselves and within our communities and just so there can be more peace and love in the world. So that's why a lot of us are feeling called to do this work. Again, we're just going into investigation. So how do we move forward with Let's say we're ready, we feel like we're ready to do this, but what does it look like in terms of the actual on-ground psychedelic tripping? Okay, so we have, you know, we have obviously a myriad of options when it comes to dosings and, you know, the outcomes of ceremonies. You know, you, you may have heard me say before that one of the most predictable things or the most predictable thing about psychedelic experiences is that they're completely unpredictable. Uh, I still stand by that fact. And within that statement, of course, you know, un understanding how the molecules work scientifically, understanding the psychological terrain, that the if potential effects, the felt effects of medicines, their personalities, we can, and of course, you know, that when it pertains to dosing, we can use the different variables to bring in some prediction, of course right, to the experience. So for example, one of these variables is either, are we going full dose? Or are we doing a microdose, right? We have, we definitely have control in that sense, right? Let's control the dose, at least if we can control everything else. So what does that look like? So if we're thinking about a full dose ceremony at this time, again, in this time of crisis, when things are changing so rapidly, you know, we're, we're again, we're wanting to move forward with our work. What does this mean in terms of the full dose? So for full doses, it can mean that there's going to be, I'm just going to go right in, trauma work, okay? Some people are in the, have the idea or hold the idea, which true, you know, psychedelics are definitely, you know, we're used for creative purposes, for re recreational purposes. 
for problem solving, for meeting the divine, the mystical, communicating with our highest guides, masculine, feminine energies, etc. And I personally hold the belief that even if you are a person that has been lucky enough to not experience, directly experience traumatic events in their lives, don't believe that you hold any trauma, therefore trauma would not come up in your psychedelic ceremony. I personally hold the belief that we are products of a traumatized world. We're products of traumatized societies. Our systems are completely traumatized and are themselves products of traumatized people. Therefore, we are all affected by trauma. And right now, especially with the levels of trauma that are ensuing globally, collectively, we are called to directly face the trauma of our of us as a humanity. So the chances of trauma coming up in our journeys, full dose journeys, not just extremely high, but just I feel like it's it's going to be there, uh, whether we can articulate it or not. And this is something that we want to be prepared for. It, you know, I, we can do, I've done like whole classes just on this idea of uh, meeting trauma and in psychedelic trips. We're not going to dive into this topic today, but if it's something that you guys want to talk about, we can definitely consider this for an upcoming class. But there are experiences in psychedelic ceremony, right, where sometimes we don't know why we're seeing what we're seeing. You know, we're, we're not sure why we are, you know, drinking. We just had an, the most incredible ayahuasca cup you know, when we literally were just in bliss and then we're just going in for the second cup and all we see is murder and violence when we actually have had a perfectly normal childhood and we're super privileged and then we're not sure. Why are we seeing all of this? Why am I seeing trauma and violence? Why am I literally experiencing life as a person that went through a concentration camp when I have nothing to do with that? My culture has nothing to do with that, right? You know, any type of uh, oppression or anything like that. But the idea is, again, if all these wounds, the collective is being stirred up right now through really deep wounding systems that have been indoctrinated in our collective psyche, not just from the past few decades, but for centuries, thousands of years, these systems, these oppressions, this type of violence, these are all, this is what makes our collective. These are the stories of our collective. So a lot of collective stories and archetypes will come up powerful energies, powerful feelings. Basically, what I'm suggesting is that if you're going in for a full dose, there's going to be a very high potential for really powerful experiences that will potentially take you over your emotional capacity, uh, which means that you really want to be prepared with prepared in the sense that, okay, if, if you don't have your your shamanic skill set dial down of learning how to navigate your journey and have experiences with navigating challenging psychedelic journeys, then maybe you want to consider sitting in a group or sitting with, you know, someone that you trust, for example, and not navigate alone at this time. Again, just, just in the sense of we are part of the collective. The collective is so incredibly porous right now. A lot is coming up. So you just want to be prepared that you may get more than you bargained for. That's what I'm saying. So this is with full dose, okay? And right now I'm just speaking about potential outcomes, not speaking yet on how to tackle this. We'll talk about this in, in a few minutes, okay? So that's the full dose. And then of course, there's a microdose option. Okay, maybe you're thinking, okay, you know, yeah, maybe full dose may be um, too much right now, but I still want to partake. I still want to, you know, have this, this framework and, 
uses utilizes psychedelic framework in my life right now. So how about microdosing? Okay, we know that microdosing typically is more easily integrated into our lifestyle. Of course, it increases our awareness. It increases our ability to introspect, to think through, to release. It can also provide, as we know, acute emotional management and relief. Relief of, for example, we know that uh, microdosing mushrooms for a lot of people works as an anxiety reliever. Uh, for a lot of people, it works. It can replace. Of course, you need a plan for this. You you want to do this properly with the support of your doctors. But a lot of people are looking to replace their pharmaceuticals with through microdosing, and they do so successfully because some of these agents have been shown to relieve anxiety and depression. So they're really great for emotional management. If we're stressed right now, if we're feeling highly anxious, if we're not sleeping well at night, you know, the first month after everything started in October, I literally, like I wasn't sleeping, couldn't sleep for a month and feeling very anxious. And so even just managing the day-to-day, -day, you know, it doesn't, we don't have to use the tools to go in and figure out all the problems of humanity right now. How about just managing ourselves, right? So you can microdose for that. It helps us soften, it helps us, maybe be more in a state of acceptance to all the suffering in the world. Maybe it opens our hearts so that if we encounter, you know, conversations on social media, for example, or at a family event, when people are activated, they want to talk about it. It can be hard to participate in these conversations. So microdosing can help us be more centered, more in a state of acceptance, and also bring more awareness to maybe where we need more boundaries, you know, just to be very straightforward. Sometimes, you know, we are a common personality trait of psychedelic healers, right? Psychedelic people, the wounded healers. We deeply care about others and we want to be of service. And we sometimes forget to put our own boundaries in place. So transformational times and testing times such as these times, you know, they're a good opportunity to really witness our triggers and to support ourselves with that. And again, microdosing can help us with that as well. But what's missing right now, you know, again, we, well, we know that generally, you know, in, in the psychedelic space, of course, you know, we've come a long way in the last decade, we've come a very long way in the last five years. And, you know, every, every month that passes, it seems like we have, we're getting more tools, more organizations are opening up, there is more support, jurisdiction is moving forward, but we're still lacking in the educational department, of, which again, you know, in, in Nectara, we call this psychedelic integration, right? What are the protocols? How can we approach this modality with reverence? What are the practical tools that we can employ to increase safety and depth and the potential healing and transformation? We need tools for that. We still don't have the proper tools for that. And we're still kind of, you know, kind of airing, you know, playing in the field of, you know, there's the remains of the 60s culture, there's the remains of the war on drugs. Again, this is all because for years in the United States specifically, there's been decades of systemic oppression against psychedelics and people who use psychedelics. And we don't have the harm reduction skill sets that are needed to partake with this modality. So this is what we're missing. And because we're still working on building that, I encourage everyone just as the first and most primary harm reduction tool for yourself, okay? Think about this. Is this really right for me? Is this modality for me? And basically be discerning to the narrative that we have in our community specifically that everyone should try psychedelics. They're going to change the world. Everyone should try them. 
you know, obviously I'm a huge advocate of psychedelics, but I don't think everyone should try them. I don't think they're for everyone for many reasons. Okay. Yes, they are. Absolutely. They're definitely, we know that they are one of the safest, if not the safest class of medicines and compounds that we have to use, to have the privilege to use them to as a healing agent. However, they're very powerful and also have a huge risk profile when we don't use them according to protocols. Okay. But, you know, the first idea of preparing for these psychedelic experiences, especially in times of crisis, is again, being discerning and having, uh, managing your mindset. So again, questioning your expectations. Okay. What are you really trying to get from this trip? Who are you doing this trip for? Are you going to sit and purge for humanity and sacrifice your own well-being? In the meantime, or is this to manage yourself and to you know, to bring more clarity to questions that you have, maybe to release some, uh, again, some stagnant energy that you're holding to, again, to ease your depression, to ease your anxiety. What is this trip for? Don't just, you know, act on autopilot. Okay, times are hard. I'm going to run to ceremony. No, actually, in times of crisis, actually, factually, biologically, there is a state of entropy, chaos in our brain and in our psyche. And when we are in a state of crisis and a state of there's entropy in our brain, what is entropy? Entropy is again, chaos, disorder. There's no structure and psychedelics come in and by definition, they create more chaos and they make things even more uncertain. So if you don't have certain foundations in your personality and your life that can help you feel remain grounded and rooted while a part of you goes on into a state of entropy it could actually be really unsafe to create a deeper state of entropy so what i'm saying is if there's really a state of a personal crisis again if you're i mean of course you know to each their own but not functional having a hard time getting out of bed you know maybe finances are tough you know maybe you're just living on your own in in a highly violent area and you're afraid to leave the house walk down the street get on the subway you know if you're living in fight or flight freeze type of uh situation with your nervous system and may not be the right time. Basically, you want to get yourself to a some type of a stable baseline. I'm not saying like, you know, completely, you know, some type of a stable baseline that can be your anchor, your foundation as you go into a deep mind altering state. So again, question if this is the right time, question who this trip is for, and just just stay away from any pop culture narratives. That's basically what I'm saying. This is just like another one of my slogans, okay? <laughs> just notice all the myths and the narratives we have in psychedelic pop culture and just be discerning and do your own thing. There's always be individuated and question everything. Okay, so number one is mindset and how to prepare. Number two is be curious in the sense of you want to be open to the, I mean, of course, to the, we want to always want to be open to the fact that we know, you know, that we know that we're aware of the state of the world. We're aware that's a lot going on. We're aware that we are have good intentions for this journey and also be aware of the fact that maybe we don't know anything. A lot of us right now think we know so much about everything and, and just notice how our, how can I say this? Like our holding on to our opinions 
especially now, seems to be, literally seems to be the cause for this huge collective fragmentation that we're going through. Because everyone needs to prove their right and they need their own version of justice. And I'm sorry, but what the fuck does that look like? Forgive me. Okay. We don't know. Nobody knows right now. And the attitude of humility and coming with the approach of, I don't know, I really don't know much. That attitude goes a long way in psychedelic journeys, especially now. So you want to always approach, this is just, you know, good approach for life, great approach for psychedelics, amazing approach for psychedelic trips, moment to moment, you want to be curious as to what every moment brings to you and the journey. So you want to be a student, you want to read the books, you want to learn the tools, you want to take that course, you want to join the group, get support right now, especially more than ever. You know, I feel like really like being connected with community, being connected with elders being connected with people that are interested in again in dialogue and conversation this is integration because when we're in that dialogue and when we remain curious we're able to softly integrate all these different realities that we are trying that exist and they're all attempting literally to be integrated literally a lot of we're just i guess we're looking you know to create more softening right now so softening to merge with new ideas, this new state of consciousness, this medicine, and just be a learner. And then of course, as far as how to prepare, like actual, you know, so that was mindset, curiosity, prep tools. Okay. Safety first, always as usual, I don't have to say this, but maybe I do test the medicine, learn your skill set, do your safety assessment, Again, psychedelics are not for everyone. What was good for your friend is not necessarily good for you. It actually can be lethal for you. Got to do your physical preparation. Maybe you need to go on dieta, emotional preparation, uh, intention, such a big word right now. One of the sexiest words in psychedelic integration these days. Okay, what's your intention? And really, you know, you can say, okay, what's my intention? And then like, I'm always like into like the practical, okay, what does that mean? So for me, what is the intention? When I want to get clarity, why this, why now? Why this, why now? Two very simple, straightforward answers that you can't get, you know, you can't BS your way out of those. So why do you want to do this? And why do you want to do this now? And then of course, you also, especially now, because we understand that right now, because the collective is so activated right now, the frequency of suffering and wounding and crumbling systems are activated right now, you really want to get brushed up on some skill sets on how to work with challenging moments in ceremony, how to be able to move through resistance in ceremony, how to work with fear if that comes up in ceremony. Just be prepared for the myriad of the vastness of the range of the feeling of the human experience right now. So you want to get some skills with that Learn your navigation skills at Nictara. We have like a whole program for that. Of course, I'm a huge believer in navigation skills too. And by the way, all these things that I'm stating, again, how to do your safety, your physical, emotional intentions, um, working with fear, working with challenging moments and a lot more. We have all of this dialed down in our signature prep program. It's a two-week journey, which you, of course, you can you can do it day by day. We send you the lessons to your inbox. And of course, we have a whole platform for that. For those of you that are, if you're not on the uh, prep program yet, 
I'm going to put a link in the chat for you so you can check it out. Highly, highly recommend. It's an amazing course. And how do I know? Because I, I wrote it. It's really great. It's really, I think it's one of the best courses I've written. Okay, so we talked about prep. What about navigation? What to look out for during ceremony? Well, how to interface and meet to navigate the potential, the potentiality that's gleaned in ceremony in times of crisis like now. So basically, because we know that typically going to be more powerful, we may get into places that have to do with collective wounding. And for the sheer fact that, you know, a lot of us are more sensitive right now. We're more sensitive right now, period. So the best strategy for that, number one, is always take less than what you think you need. Take less than what you think you need. So if that means if three grams is of psilocybin mushrooms is your go-to dose, which seems to be for a lot of people, by the way, but how about instead of your typical three, try two this time and see what happens. You may be surprised that it's already extremely potent. Again, there's a lot of energy. If you're attuned to this space already, if you're already kind of operating between worlds, you really don't need much these days for, for things to come up for you. So take less than what you think you need. That's strategy number one. Strategy number two, when you're interfacing with Again, the insights, again, now I'm talking about while you're in ceremony, you know, we have a tendency to, when we're in it, to really personalize everything, to take everything personally. And how about as a strategy, again, just as a type of navigation skill to remain centered with whatever insights come through and then try to practice discernment, oh, is this, whose content is this? Whose insight is this? Is this telling the story of, my own wounding and suffering, or is it telling the story of a wounding and suffering of something that's in the collective and, or how am I a part of this, right? Basically don't automatically buy into, oh, this is something that happened to me as a child, something that how you know, that I'm dealing with, you know, not everything is about us, believe it or not. Okay. So uh, again, distinguish whose insight it is. I already said this, be prepared for shadow work. Well, Again, psychedelics by definition is, you know, it's just, it's shadow work. We're shadow workers, illuminating the shadow, right? Remain as an observer, remain as an observer, as in, again, don't like, don't, don't become the movie. Don't become the scenario. Don't become an actor in that play. This is one of the best. And if, you know, this takes practice. If you have a meditation practice, this is why a meditation practice, there are certain meditation tools that we teach in the prep program that I linked you to that really help you move out of being in the thing and watching the thing and you can more easily move with it and use your tools. Okay. So again, there's, and in my navigation skill set, there's more than a hundred tools. You can learn just a few of those and you'll be good to go. Basically become your own shaman, learn to become your own shaman, self-shamanism. And then finally, Okay, everyone's favorite. How do we integrate? Or rather, what are some pointers right now that we want to be aware of, again, in these times? So be aware that because there is a higher potential for deep and profound experiences, that usually means a longer recovery. Okay, so longer recovery time. Uh, longer, generally, we always want to look at the psychedelic integration process meaning the post-ceremonial integration process, whatever happens after your ceremony, there's 
the short-term integration and the long-term integration axis. The short-term integration axis is all about recovery. The long-term integration axis is about transformation and change, okay? So in the short-term, that means it's gonna be typically a little longer. Longer meaning it can be anywhere from a few days to a few weeks. And honestly, even sometimes for a few months really depends on, I gave this class, by the way, this class, I gave it first when COVID just started. Another huge collective peak experience. And a lot of this is because I went through my own big trip ride when COVID started. So I learned a lot from that. And the integration of that trip, it took me about two years. It was one of those gifts that kept on giving. So be prepared like for a longer recovery, a longer grounding. And it can sometimes mean, yeah, like because these experiences can be so profound, maybe deepened feelings. Maybe you may feel a little muted, maybe more numb, maybe in grief, a little bit more depressed. Maybe, you know, there's just more emotion because if our heart is going to be cracked open right now, and there is so much pain and devastation happening in the world right now, for the chance that we tap into that, you just want to be prepared to meet the feelings that come with it. This is part of the collective healing, the collective purging that, that we are going through right now. And I just, you know, I want to say that it doesn't mean that this is what's going to happen to you, right? Um, we're just talking about the potential right now, you know, basically could mean we are, again, potential to add more crisis to crisis, right? So again, make space for that. Use discernment. Maybe you want to process with a professional this time. Definitely want to connect with your community, to your groups, you know, listen if even if you can't sometimes it's really hard to talk after profound experiences but just like sit in an integration circles sit in connect you know just being in the presence of people that are visiting these liminal spaces right now is very calming to the nervous system so obviously you want to amplify and prepare for amplified levels of self-care of soothing and don't add you know more more triggers than we already have just, you know, be softer with you. So just to conclude, again, we are going through a huge collective awakening, paradigm shift, transformation, birth of the new age, healing. It can help. It can help to zoom out and just, you know, at the grand scheme of things, remember that, you know, at the end of the day, of course, you know, every each and every single one of us is an entire universe. And at the end of the day, we're a speck of dust in a much larger story. So for me, it helps to kind of just zoom out and, and just get a different perspective and just remember that whatever is happening is soon enough will become another few pages in the in a book of history. It's going to become a history, a history event, a historic event that's going to be taught in history class. And it's everything passes, everything passes. So just kind of oscillating between like embodied day-to-day -day human experience to just kind of Hey, remember like to tap into your spiritual side that just, you know, the highest self, the higher guides that say this will pass too. You're doing great. You chose to be here in this lifetime. You know, you're going to get what you need. Hang on. Of course, you know, if, if you're going to these places where you need more support. So just remember to balance yourself out. The student attitude, again, goes a long way. Uh, more humility and compassion just overall is amazing medicine and kindness. This is really all like the if I had to choose one single, one single psychedelic integration insight that uh, we're all trying to learn here and what's going to really change the world is literally just be kind.
that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Of course, safety is always first. Use your tools and get support as needed. Cheers to you, psych friend, for completing this episode of the Psych Tool Podcast. Find today's show's notes and all relevant links, as well as a free gift for you on psychsoul.com slash podcast. And don't forget to join our exclusive Psych Soul Tribe WhatsApp group through the link in our show notes. Go ahead and leave us a great review because it helps makes the podcast visible to a lot more people. You can help us grow our tribe and create some epic magic in someone's life by downloading and sharing the episode with someone you care about. And remember, it's not the psychedelics, it's your integration.